Lois. Hi. I want to learn something. You got anything for me to learn? Oh, I got something that you can learn about. Are you ready to listen to it, though? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to learn about adventure? (gasps) Yeah. Are you are you ready to learn about friendship? (gasps) Yeah. Are you ready to learn about what it means to be a chaos seed? A what? (laughs) (laughs) Are you the agent of your people? Uh, yeah. Do you embrace a life of adventure and danger, love and betrayal, power and wonder? Yes! Will you be among the first to move forward, preparing the way for others? Hell yeah! Thrice heard and witnessed. to the hyperfixation where my friends spend 30 to 45 minutes telling me about things so I have a more approximate knowledge of things in this world. My name is Roma and I use they them pronouns and I am your host for today and I am joined by Louis Robles. Hi, I'm Louis Robles. I am your co-host for this day, evening, whenever you're listening to this and I use the he they pronouns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you hit me you hit me with some chaos, with some chaos earlier. I and I might have. You might have and I I still don't know what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the book series The Land by Alarong Kong. Hey yo. And so this book series uh how, how <laughs> how did you get into it? I'm trying to think of like how I wanted to phrase it, but like what what was your first like how did you get hit with it? How did the universe present this to you? Uh the universe originally hit me with the land through Audible as a recommended. I just never clicked on it. And um I was with my partner at their mom's house. And their brother is also a, a nerdy nerd like me. And we just got to talking about a random nerdy book series and he brought up the land and he highly recommended that I listen to it. I didn't want to fork over the money to listen to it. And there was like four or five books out at the time. I don't really remember. Ayo. And but he didn't mind sharing his login information for Audible. So I logged into his Audible and I listened to the first few seconds of the book and i was pretty hooked honestly you know that no- normally doesn't happen like that normally like the pilot episode you have to be like you have to get through the pilot and then it gets good but for the first few seconds and you're like yeah i'm here for the full five book ride <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly yeah the the prologue sucked me in immediately i'm like what's what's going on here prologue is like seven minutes jesus and i oh. i 
as uh, Tony says, uh, I am notorious for hating everything. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to just find something and off the bat be like, ooh, yeah, this is for me. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes this real special to you. This right? is super special to me. Honestly, it's so special to me. I actually logged out of my partner's brother's uh, account, logged back into mine and purchased all the books myself. Nice. I even have a physical copy of one of the books signed by the author. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's dedication. And I think I'm, I actually uh, a small side tangent. Um, listeners, earlier episode, if you listen to the episode with Jakey on the Cosmere, um, I did, in fact, update. Uh, I am almost halfway through the first book the of the um, the Mist, Mistborn trilogy with the, the heist. Uh, it's basically Lewis. It is a medieval heist slash revolution three book series. And I am so hooked into it. And I literally like like you said, like, listen to the first like minute. And I was like, oh, I'm here for this. I'm here for the entire fucking ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so about and that. So, um, I feel like I'm about to get hit with this energy again because it's infectious. I already feel your excitement about it. And um, I can feel my bank account crying a little bit when I go get this graphic audio uh, audio. <laughs> <laughs> They're releasing it chapter by chapter, I believe, but I'm not entirely sure. So that's not going to be part of my hyperfixation today. OK. Oh, well, the, 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 there's I see you've got the graphic. Is it a graphic novel or is it like a, a like an like a audio drama? It is just a normal book publication. Uh, just okay. Uh, but I listens to it on Audible. Um, okay. And I don't know if you've listened to many audiobooks, but um, some. It's uh, the I've listened to quite a few audiobooks, and there have been some stinkers out there. Uh, not that the book series is bad. It's just that the author portraying it doesn't really project that theater of the minds that you get from reading a book yourself or just enjoying a medium yourself. When it comes to this book series, it's fantastic because Nick Podell, the person who reads the 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 books. Yes, I know the the narrators get out of here. Yes, I know the narrator's uh, name because he is phenomenal and I actually sought out other of his works because he did so good at just narrating the book. Uh, mm-hmm. He does a fantastic job sucking you in by creating different character voices that fit the character perfectly. That's amazing. Um, with I don't know if you've ever heard of the app called Graphic Audio. Uh, so it is uh, it's it's like Audible, but instead they have a full like theatrical cast that like each character has their own voice actor. They have the background noises like horses, like trotting on cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, they use magic powers, they have a sound for that that plays in the background. So the narrator isn't reading everything word for word entirely. Like sometimes, sometimes he is, but for the most part, like for example, if they're thinking in their mind, it doesn't like, you know how it'll be like an italics in the book, but in the audio, it's like, sounds kind of whispery. Like he's like, they're thinking, mm-hmm. So that's how I've been consuming the Mistborn trilogy, and it is 
addicting. I it is eleven dollars for for just one third of the book, and it's worth it. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying thirty dollars for one book. It's worth it. <laughs> You're gonna have to remind me of this later when I have the time. Mm-hmm. I definitely I'm looking for more mediums to just consume. Absolutely. I got you on this. And um, of course, I'm also going to put it in our discord. If you're not already in our discord, um, by you should be. And in the um, what is this book series called again? The land, the land, the land, the land will have its own little uh, text chat text channel in the hyperfixation corner where uh, we'll have all this information uh, pinned for you up there so you can go find it. Um, yes. So. We have established a lot of this lore, this, this, uh, a few background stuff. I think I'm trying to think if I have any more questions because I'm already ready to take the leash off and let you run with it, but I feel like I should ask one more question. <laughs> uh, you can, a- you can stop me at any point and ask questions. Okay. You know, I, I think it's time. I'm going to get my timer ready. Okay. You've got 30 I left one of my timers on for recording for like a day and a half and <laughs> I didn't know. Oofta doofta. Um so I'm 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 unclipping you. I got the timer going. Uh I you you're more than welcome to ask where you're at on time or if you want I can give you some sort of cue uh to let you know. I'll probably make a comment around the 30 minute 30ish minute mark whenever it feels right. Okay. To let you know. Um, but yes, so the land, what, what make, what made this your hyperfixation? Like what in the, in the prologue, you mentioned earlier in the prologue of the first like few seconds, you were hooked. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Okay. Um, so right off the bat, I was hooked because it didn't, it, ugh, man, you know, when you hyperfixate on something and then you just stumble over your words because you want to say it right to someone because you want them to be as excited about something as you are, but you don't want to fuck it up. Uh, you you getting excited and stumbling over your words is part of the hype for me. So stumble away. I'm here for it. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> you would just run, oh, I'm going to interrupt you, but this is a this is an autism friendly environment, ADHD friendly <laughs> environment. You can take the mask off and be as fucking goblin as you want to be. We really left behind our heteronormative podcast voice behind and we are in goblin territory. Let's fucking go. <laughs> OK, you fucked up. All right. So the thing that um, really got me excited about the whole book series was with every book series you start off it's like oh man we're starting off with cheap bullshit character and blah 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 and you, you we gotta slowly build it up nah with this book series it starts off with our character who uh, is talking to his chat he's all by himself and he's talking into his ear apparently he's got an ear pierce piece in there or whatever so he's talking to his his party who's outside and they're just talking shit to each other it's quickly discovered that he is like max level he's they're in a game right now so he's like max level rogue character inside a a forbidden area of the game that they've been playing for a while they're looking for artifact level stuff and i'm like okay so it's a it's a book series about a game whatever so they're in this uh the rogue is the only one that made it in because the rest of the party had to essentially stay back uh, to open up a window in the force field wide enough to get to the castle so they can potentially get artifact level stuff. 
I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm about it. Whatever. Gets in there, gets to all gets through the the force field, goes through all the castle. There's no traps, nothing like a normal uh, dungeon would have for this game. And our rogue is really confused. And eventually he enters a huge room. He's like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is where the loot is. And they go inside and there's nothing. There's just a pedestal in the middle. So he touches the pedestal and he's like, hey, yo, what's going on? And a disembodied voice starts talking to him. And is, is saying some crazy stuff like, are, are you ready to have a life of adventure and blah, blah, blah. And he thinks this is all part of the game prompt. And after mm-hmm. he agrees like three times in a row of having a great adventure, uh, betrayal and love and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he just gets a feeling of falling and then he wakes up in a field. In a field? Yeah. Like in the game? He wakes up in a field. <laughs> a regular ass real life field? Yeah. What? <laughs> I would also like to preface that the game that he was playing the year is like 2030 something or whatever. So it's grounded in our reality in the future where you can like full dive into a video game. Ah, uh, Sword Art Online, but better? Sword Art Online, but better. Uh, which also got me hooked because I really loved Sword Art Online because I loved the idea of escaping reality because much like many other neurodivergent people, I hate reality and I desperately want to escape. Hell yeah. (laughs) Real real quick, I don't mean to to stop your, to put the brakes on for a second, but I did want to make sure, in case the audience doesn't know what Sword Art Online is, uh, it's an anime where it's in the future and everyone gets VR headsets and can full deep dive and like fully be in the game. Uh, like physically and all, but shit goes wrong. And there's three different seasons about it. So go. the first season's good. The other two, in my opinion, not great, but check it out if you want to. <laughs> Sorry for the tangent. You may continue. <laughs> I think that anything after the first season's booty, and I'm pretty sure there's more than three seasons. There's probably. I, I, I stopped counting after the gun one. I think they're still making shows, honestly. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I didn't keep up with it. Uh, brain immediately started to hyperfixate on Sword Art Online. I had to switch my gears back to this. Okay, so we're in a field. <laughs> we're in a field. What I want to preface here at this point for any listeners that are just hoping to skip the book series because I'm just going to spoil stuff, I am going to skip over any major plot points. Or anything like that. So if you are interested, I will not be covering a whole bunch of shit. That's it. Sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, leave it vague. Make it tasty. Um, nice and tasty. So this individual whose name is James IRL um, mm-hmm. was sucked into the game. Well, sucked through the game into another world. That's what I'm just going to say. I'm just going to spoil it now. Uh, it's about to be revealed by character. So he wakes up in this field and he's like, what the hell's going on? And there's a flying little demon dude above him. And it's like, hey, motherfucker, uh, get up. <laughs> he, he really he really does have this attitude. Um, he keeps referring to him as a noob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, little old James doesn't like that because he was a max level rogue before. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're not a noob. Why don't you check your stats real quick? And much like in the video game, he pulled up his stats and he's a level one chaos seed human. 
and he's oh. confused. He's like, what's going on? And this little demon dude is like, shut up and listen. I don't have I was paid to meet you here to talk to you about some stuff. And my time's important. This you're you're an ant to me. So you're trash. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> listen up, trash. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you were pulled from your world into our world because words have power and you gave up your life there to come here. So this is what you got to know. You're here. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why I was paid to talk to you here. Um, this is your new life. You can level like you were able to before. The video game that you were playing was actually built off of the mechanics of this world. It was it was designed to feel exactly like this world. So uh. <laughs> you should know exactly how the mechanics work. You're good. And everything around you, this whole planet called the land. That's where the book series comes from, is actually a giant. Lock for some gods and demons. Lock? <laughs> what do you mean lock? What, what is lock like 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 they're locked away here so the hum- they can't get to the humans and stuff? So. To, to preface this, to go away from the main storyline, just to go over some side storyline stuff, I think this is in prologue stuff also, is that there were some gods, both good and bad. They were of the light court and the dark court, and honestly, they both suck in my opinion, but I'm not going to give <laughs> much for that. And they were fighting constantly, killing each other, endless war, and kind of just destroying reality around them and then the chaos lords something i guess even more powerful or just as powerful as them uh said all right we can't have this so they created a cage of essentially a they they locked all the gods in a pocket universe and they locked them in there and the the key to this lock is essentially uh, something that would keep growing and stay strong, and that is the land. The land itself is the key, and it would have to be destroyed for them to escape their pocket universe. But their powers are locked away in there with them. So they just decided, hey, we're going to shove all these fucking badass motherfuckers in a little pocket universe, and all of the... They they put a... (laughs) (laughs) We're playing a... Isn't there... Isn't this a Dragon Ball? Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, there's a planet where there's a giant pirate evil guy inside of it, and then there's vibe on top of the planet, and the pirate guy talks from inside of it, like, hey, am I... I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have I, no I, idea. Maybe? I, <laughs> I have an appro- a grand approximate knowledge of the Dragon Ball Z universe, and that's one of them. <laughs> But it's so approximate, I can't, I'm not certain either. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we continue? I, I wanted to try to avoid that because I didn't want to dissuade anyone. But yeah, there's some fuck, fuck shittery going on in there. Um, but that's besides the point. That, that definitely feels like end of book series stuff. Uh, spoiler, also, the book series isn't completed yet, so... 
Mm. It'll get there. It'll get there. And I think that that's going to be part of our character's journey. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, is essentially the this little guy explains uh, some of this bullshit. I don't think he explains about the, the gods. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Sense. He's like, hey, noob, here's the shit. Take this is this information. Um, yeah, fucking good luck. Um, and then he's like, oh, also, you should think of a name that's not your real name to have in here because na- words have power. And if people know your real name, then they could possibly even um, like control you and shit. Oh, that's some Faelor. It is Faelor. Severe Faelor shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, our boy James is like, okay, um, okay, my name is Richter. So from now on, I will only refer to our homeboy as Richter. Okay. Um, something that I also hyper fixated on is in a lot of mainstream media or media in general, you don't get a lot of color diversity. It's always like a white guy or white girl with just generic features. They're handsome or what have you. And our our main character is actually like a brown individual with curly, dark hair and just some representation to other ethnicities. And I really appreciated that. Hell yeah. That's what I'm here for. It was not something that they make a focal point of it. They don't make anything mm-hmm. like racial racial related or or anything doing anything towards that. It's just that's just his ethnicity moving mm-hmm. on. That, you know, I for I, what's the word I'm looking for? I appreciate that a lot more than like, by the way, look at us. We're inclusive where it's just like, OK, yeah, you know. Moving on. Yeah, I'll actually explain exactly how they explain how he looks like of you will look exactly how you looked on Earth. This is your body. This is your soul into your new body. And he's like, what? So he runs over to a river that's nearby, looks into it, and he sees his reflection, his nice dark complexion with his Mm-hmm. semi long shoulder length hair or whatever with its curls or whatever and that's essentially it it's not like oh i'm black or anything like that it's like cool um i believe he is from um asian descent but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter again it, they don't really say it in the book no uh, the author's name is alderon kong it might be a self-insert sort of character Osper, because he is also a dark-skinned individual from mm-hmm. like Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, our boy leaves. Little Zetrix leaves. Um, he's a dick. But he leaves. He's like, good luck. Um, oh, I think um, Richter tries to fight him. And then. Um, little little douchebag says you're beneath me, summons a small the weakest level thing he could, which is a small wasp that almost immediately KOs our main character. (laughs) (laughs) He really wanted to emphasize that he was a noob. We're moving past this because I'm spending way too much time on opening chapter. Like this is actual chapter one, like first few pages stuff of the first book. That's okay. 
You can go as fast or as slow as you want. Oh, so you're, you're 30 to 45 minutes. There's so much I want to talk about, though. Okay. Um, so we move on. Um, he goes out there. He, he exits the area that he's in, which is a nice little hidden away glen. And as soon as he walks through some trees, he turns around to see where he's uh, where he was just at. And it's like like he can't see it at all. And he's really worried that he just lost this like perfect little oasis that had a nice stream, perfect shading, blah, blah, blah. So he walks back in and it's it's revealed that it's like magically enchanted. Mm-hmm. So he's worried he's going to lose it. So he put right outside of like the enchanted area where you wouldn't be able to see it. He stacks some like inconspicuous rocks so he can say, hey, that's the entrance right there. OK, smart move. Yeah. So he will he goes out there uh, and starts hunting some small game stuff. He's killing foxes, rabbits, whatever, just gaining his level. He's slowly gaining some some definition in his muscles and stuff as as you level and your stats improve you physically change and i love that <laughs> so like there's a part in the book series later on where he increases his charisma skill and he becomes noticeably more handsome like he still looks like himself but more of a like chiseled fa- facial features and everything I would love to see that as like a real game mechanic. I also that, I would love super that. Cool. Um, and that applies for everything. When you increase strength, your muscle tone gets better. Uh, incre- increase um, endurance or what have you. Your muscle definition is still there, but it becomes more like defined and you'll look m- like you're more agile. Mm-hmm. I digress. After going back and forth through this, he decides that he wants to go out a little further and just follow the river because he wants to be by other um, people. He's by himself. So he um, goes and follows the river and then he hears like birds tweeting sort of thing, but it doesn't sound quite right to him. And as he's listening to this, he slowly starts to make out this bird tweet speech as a actual talk wait the birds talk um is that what wait, i don't think i heard what you said correctly could you say that again the he, birds what he hears bird tweet speech but it like it doesn't sound quite like bird tweets but if he if he wasn't paying attention he would confuse this as normal bird like speech stuff um and as he's listening, he can define words from it and like understand it. And he's hearing like a conversation between two people uh, talking about him. And they're like, we don't know why what he's doing here. Maybe we should just shoot him. And at this point, he's like, oh, shit, this this is someone trying to attack me. And he just throws himself on the ground. He's like, wait, don't shoot. And then the speaking just suddenly stops. And they're like, how'd you understand us? He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I don't know. out of the tree, out of the tree line where he kind of heard the talking coming from, he's just staring at it. And it seems like two small people just appeared from the foliage. Little, little guys, little guys. Um, and boom, bam, boom. Um, after listening to them a little bit, 
he gets a little notification just like a video game uh in the side of his vision that says uh you have just learned sprite speech so that's when we learn that these are sprites <gasps> are there npcs or are they other players they uh i don't want to spoil it for you okay. Romo, but he is he's 100 in a different world he's not in a video game oh okay 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 he was pulled from reality through his video game to another reality okay so these are other people and uh, and they're like uh why do you know uh, how do you know our speech is like i don't know i just don't understand and since they're just so baffled by this they're like okay we gotta go bring them to the hearth mother this guy's nutty we gotta show mom <laughs> yeah essentially it's like this guy's weird um mom mom help <laughs> i'm not an adult enough for this <laughs> so these little guys maybe three feet tall i think they're described as uh take uh him through the forest a little bit to to a like clearing area and they see a he sees a huge ass tree where like windows and stuff are like kind of not cut into it, but it feels like the wood was shaped around to be windows and doorways and stuff. Okay. Like the, like the building was grown, like the whole tree was grown to be a, a building. Keebler elf shit. <laughs> I guess so, <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's amazing. And they're like, you can't go any further. Uh, outsiders have not even like seen the hearth tree and live to tell about it and he's like ah oh, fuck <laughs> i get ko'd on my first day we could get ko'd again yeah so well he didn't die he almost died the first day he he <laughs> was close to death and then the little asshole his, whose name is zetrix by the way but zetrix actually healed him is like all right uh, here you go. I heal you after I kicked your ass just to let you know how beneath me you are. Um, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, slightly taller than everyone else. Elf comes not elf. Um, Sprite comes out. She's old and she's like, hey, I'm Sumiko. Uh, since our author is of Asian descent, there is a lot of Asian names for the sprites and I love it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, in Avatar, how the different benders are based off of different types of cultures and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's much the same when it comes to the different uh, um, races in the, the land. I like that. That's cool. So Sumiko comes out and she's like, hey, we would normally kill you. But because you're so odd and I kind of am curious about you. We've been having trouble here around a hearth tree. There's been some wolves that have been really bloodthirsty and ravaging, and we don't really leave the vicinity of this area. So what I want you to do is I want you to go out there, kill a few of these wolves and find out what's driving them crazy. I'll, I'll even go send this guy out with you. And this guy, <laughs> this guy was one of the guys who almost shot him while he was out there. <laughs> And this guy's like, oh, I don't want to go with him. And then Hearth Mother's like, come on, man, go do it. And he's like, all right, as you say, Hearth Mother. 
And we gather that the Hearth Mother is the leader of the whole entire sprite people here. Mm -hmm. So he goes with Richter to go deal with these wolves to, to take on the wolves together. And Richter's trying to act, ask questions and Cyan's very flippant, not flippant, outright just disrespectful. He's like, fuck Richter. I don't really want to deal with you. I'm only here because the hearth mother told me to be here. And why does he gotta be so salty? Jesus. I don't know why he's salty, bitch. Uh boom, bam. Um, he's like, hey, uh, where where are the wolves at? And he's like, Oh, last time we saw them was about right where you are. And Richter's like, what? So then he sees a wolf and he's like, all right, let's fucking fight. And this is some big, like, gnarly, infected wolf. And he's there's like, he's like, all right, I can deal with it. And Scion, the guy who went with him, if they have a name in the book series, they're, you'll get their backstory or whatever. Another fantastic reason for this book series is there is no real NPC. Everyone has their backstory and you get to explore that. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> it's fantastic. So Scion's just chilling in a tree nearby, just watching. And Richter's fighting for his life. And finally, he like uh, kills the wolf that almost killed him. He was like on top of him. And he managed Ayo. to get his dagger into the wolf's chest and it pierces his heart. And the wolf just like collapses on top of him, almost bit off his face. And he's like, oh, thank God. And then Scion's like, oh, good job. What are you going to do about the other one? Big Madara energy. And he's like, what other one? And he hears growling. He looks to his right and there's a wolf just barreling towards him, opens his mouth and then just darkness. Oh, no. So then Richter wakes up in, in the field. What? <laughs> Completely naked, <laughs> like when he first arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and he is so damn destroyed because because when we when the the book says that the wolf opened his mouth and then he saw darkness but proceeding in the next chapter Richter laying in that field is crying weeping curled up in a ball because then he proceeds to remember how he didn't die right away. That wolf bit his face. The rest of the wolves lunged on top of him and he felt them eating his innards before that's, he passed. That's not great. Oh, yeah. That, you know, Richter valid. <laughs> so, valid. Yeah, he curled up in the ball because he literally just felt himself being eaten alive. And after crying there for a few hours, he stands up and he he he's like he inspires himself to keep going to fight on. He's like, I could either lay here for the rest of my life or I can just keep fucking going and get stronger so that shit doesn't happen again. And then a little pop up happens on his screen, on his view, and it says uh, the power of resolve or whatever. And it gave him a boost in stats of like when you could have just given up and the odds were stacked against you. You had the resolve to keep going plus whatever to endurance. So, you know, like. That sounds like. 
Hold, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm really appreciating this. And from a gamer perspective of someone who's played the online MMORPGs, tabletop RPGs, like that's usually like a move that you're like, you know what? My character could really use that right now. And you, and you use it. Mm-hmm. But to be the the character in that position, even though, yeah, I've watched Sword Art Online, you know, and, or any other show that's like Isekai like that. Um, Overlord, even. Mm-hmm. This shit's crazy. <laughs> I that is love oh. it. So after this, after he resolves his his inner resolve and this pain that he's trying through, he stands up and he is pissed. So he darts out of the forest because before, when he went to the area of the the sprites, it was just slowly following the river. Took him essentially from sunrise to sunset to get there. Mm -hmm. He runs almost the whole way there. And when his stamina starts to get low, which he can visually see as like a stamina bar, if he chose to, he -hmm. would just slow down just enough to gain more endurance to book it some more. Oh, my God. Wait, was he naked still? Completely naked. He's booking it. Booking it and completely <laughs> naked through the forest. And he gets back to the hearth Damn, tree. Tarzan. And the hearth mother is already there. And there's quite a few other sprite people there. And she's like, he's he gets there. He stands in front of the hearth mother and he's screaming, where is he? Where is that motherfucker? He is pissed off. And Sumiko Mm -hmm. is, she does not look at all shooketh by him, but very curious. So she's, Hmm. she's like, I assume you're looking for Scion. But first, I gotta say, I am, you might be surprised to see me, but I'm far more surprised to see you considering your body was brought in back. (laughs) (laughs) 12 hours ago or so (laughs) you were dead and we confirmed it yeah and now you're here stark naked before my very eyes she essentially says that (laughs) nutty (laughs) this is a great energy to bring to the table yeah (laughs) so she's like okay um can you explain to me how you're back and he's like i have no idea all i know is that I was out there fighting wolves all by myself, and then I died while Cyan just watched. And she looks upset and perplexed, like, what are you, what are you talking about? So she summoned Cyan. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm sorry, Lisa came in here, and I'm trying to stay focused on this. So she's, Lisa is very distracting, I understand. She's fucking breathtaking. Um, mm-hmm. so she summoned Sion. She's like, Hey, what's, what's this all about? And he's like, yeah, it's true. And she's like, wasn't your mission to go out there and help our stranger here? And he's like, yeah, and he, she's like, all right, get, go, get out of here. Go help with those wolves. Richter, since you still plan on hunting down the wolves, I'll give you some sprite armor that. I, 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 I'll give you some sprite armor. It's not going to fit you right, but here's something. We can adjust it for you a little bit. Because these, 
these are fucked. Your old clothes, I don't think you want them. They're a little more than rags. So they go, they go back out there. They hunt more wolves, still reluctantly working together. Scion's shooting some wolves with his bow. He's a bowsman, obviously, talking about shooting him before. Um, mm-hmm. And he reveals that he has, uh, like, not, not that. I apologize. Let me backtrack a little bit. Then Richter wants to try out the bow. He thinks that having some ranged weaponry on his side would also help. So he gets a quiver um, and everything. He gets bone quiver and he's learning some stuff. Cyan starts shooting wolves. Eventually he does like a power up attack where his uh, arrow just glows before he releases it from the bow. And it's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's very powerful. And Richter's like, can I learn this? And Scion's like, it's a sprite only ability. So, no, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it's, you didn't. I, there's a there's a joke. I have it. It's I can't find it there. <sighs> Go on. I wish I had it. There's like a like you. <laughs> When you made your character sheet, you didn't pick Sprite, so yeah, I apologize. <laughs> you didn't multi-class to be multi-race into Sprite, so you wouldn't get it. Um, so he's like, fine, whatever. Um, but they find the the source of these like wolves a little bit. They don't find the source of the wolves. My bad, I misspoke. So they find some like tracks, and he's like, oh no, Cyan. When I say he. And Richard's like, what? And he's like, fuck, there's some there's some goblins invading the forest and they're my people's sworn enemy. <laughs> so goblins. I mean, I know I'm a goblin, <laughs> but I'm like, damn, I wouldn't fuck with the sprites that hard. Exactly. But, you know, whatever. I guess the same size doesn't matter. So goblins are invading the forest. Scion's like, I need to do this because I'm a protector of my people. They all have this stupid pride thing for their people. I don't know. It's it, whatever. You love your people. It's like, I got to hunt them. Are you with me or not? And Richter's like, all right, I'm with you. Only so you can, can't say that I didn't help you. So they're going, they're hunting some, some goblins. I, my brain kept saying orcs, but they're not after orcs. They're after goblins. They're hunting some goblins and then they find a huge like inlet of goblins. How am I on time? Oh, uh, 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 30, um, 30, almost 34 minutes. Almost. So you've got about, I got yeah, 10 minutes. Got, uh, yeah. T- a little more than 10 minutes. Okay. Well, essentially we're going to get through book one today. <laughs> That's okay. So they get, they, they find this inlet of goblins and science freaking out. He's like, this is a lot of goblins. I don't know how we're going to take them all on or whatever. And Richter's like, we got this. We are going to figure this out. And there's it's like buddy cop comedy at this point. Book one is buddy cop comedy. I just realized it's just a buddy cop comedy of two unlikely friends team up to deal with unlikely odds. So they get there. They're trying to figure it out. They kill some scouts or whatever. And then they're like, Here's the plan. We're going to poison their food because they all just sit around, do eat some food, blah, 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 blah. Foodstuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to poison the food. They go to the cave. 
and then they figure out uh they they find some like mossy stuff that the sprites can use they're they're very good at a uh, potion making and alchemy sort of stuff right is that the word mm-hmm. alchemy yeah like uh yeah 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 Al- well like alchemical yeah. potion making yeah alchemical yeah 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 whatever they're potion makers so he pulls out uh uh what the fuck it the grinding stone thing that you mush stuff in a mortar and pestle yeah 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 yeah. so cyan pulls out a mortar and pestle he's like all right i'm going to gather some stuff from the forest because i need a little bit of this and we're gonna need some of this moss from this cave while you do that well so we'll gather this stuff and i'll make the potion and we, it should be ready by nightfall and then we'll take out the rest of them so get them. what they do is they do that and while like in the in the cave um uh, richter's like ayo show me how to do that sprite stuff he's like you literally cannot learn it he's like shut up and just try to teach me so then he tries to teach him and boom bam boom our boy richter learns the sprite only exclusive move and oh? learns how to extend his aura around the arrow to be shot at increased power. Uh, <laughs> hey, OP as fuck? Our, our main character is, it's like the origin story of an OP character, but it builds to it. It's not just he's OP out the gate. Oh, so it's like a like the hero's, a hero's tale, but like wilder. 100% a hero's journey. But actually watching like the slow build of a hero. Okay. I'm super into this. Um especially like especially as a fan of One Piece, where we've got over a thousand episodes of like watching this this little guy be a goofball and eat a fruit he wasn't supposed to, and now like on his well on his way to becoming King of the Pirates, like I am very here for this extremely here for this yeah um i'm gonna come back for another episode and i'm gonna talk about more aleron kong i hope you know (laughs) i i hope you do i'm very excited for this Uh, Um, i definitely hope to have a season two i hope so and then maybe episode four five whatever episode that's gonna be for season two i can talk about a another book absolutely but we're not done yet so we get through this they make <laughs> they make this their stupid poison potion thing they're like how are we gonna get into this get into the camp and then richter looks at cyan and he goes cyan and he goes depending on your perspective this is the easy part this is gonna be a reoccurring thing that they say to each other and it, it i didn't know it at the time but beautiful beautiful chef's kiss um so they they cyan has to cyan has to climb a tree and get to a branch right over the boiling pot of water and essentially has to drop it in when no goblin is looking. And there are like hundreds of goblins here. All of them. So he's waiting until they're distracted. A war band had just came back. Perfect distraction. Uh, so everyone's like, oh, yeah, war bands here. Woo, woo, woo. Drop the poison in. So all these goblins start eating the poisoned food. Um, and after a few minutes, they're just like laying in a painful uh, heap of shit and vomit and just like uh, groveling on the floor. 
Um, and that's when uh, Richter and Sion's like, all right now. And then they slowly, essentially execute a fuck ton of goblins throughout this encampment. They, they did it. They did the thing. You thought so. Enough of the these goblins uh, have enough fight in them to come at them and start fighting them. But they keep fighting on. They push forward. I'm trying to speed through this because I know I'm running out of time. So they push through. <laughs> they're fighting. They're beating the shit out of these goblins. They're running very, very low onto the arrows. And then what's this? A big roar. The the leader of the, the camp Rackjaw or something. He's a red goblin, which red mean more powerful, I guess. Red goblin more powerful. Wait, what color was the original goblins? Like blue Green. or gray? Green? Green. Grimace. So he's like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I ate the soup, but I'm still, I'm very strong. Uh, so they have a hard time. They fight. Uh, there's also like a, a yellow goblin, like a hobgoblin or something there also that has a very powerful like staff. They fight, they win. By the skin of their teeth, they make it. They kill them. They did it. They did it. Hooray. I don't want to take away from this because it was a lot of like. Emotional beats to this, but fantastic. After killing the red uh, goblin, uh, Richter decapitates him, actually. And another war. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He decapitates the leader of this. I think actually he like stabbed him in the gut and he drops dead and I'm misremembering but then they hear like a warband horn and they're like fuck uh, <laughs> what do we do you thought you were done we have no more arrows our stamina is completely shot so he's like I got an idea and Sion helps him decapitate the leader of the goblins that were there and he's like alright so on the count of three, we're going to run towards this cave entrance where the leader of the goblin was. Um, we're going to run to the opening of this cave and we're going to just dart straight at that war band. Oh, so they count to three and they run towards that war band at the front of the entrance, screaming bloody murder, holding the decapitated head of the <laughs> their leader, just shrieking at them. And these goblins just see blood soaked human and sprite running at them and they run in fear they're done they can't do it uh you know this is an actual tactic i have read about and i would love to share it with you at some point but like i am very excited to see that very tactic being used in fiction <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful uh the he actually loots uh, is it doesn't automatically drop like in the video game. You actually have to loot a character. So he's looting uh, the leader and he gets a crystal. I'm not going to go into that, but they make their way back to the hearth tree. And the hearth mother is like, you've done well, my son, like you've grown a lot. And it's revealed that Scion is actually the hearth mother's son. The prince. Yeah, he's essentially a prince. He's a boy. And then uh, Richter's like, all right, I, I want to go to the... I want to go find other humans and stuff. And the Hearth Mother's like, all right, humans are that way. Um, are You look like you're eager to go along with him. 
my son, are you, are you trying to go? And he's like, yeah, it's time for me to get out there and see the world. And, and then he's like, all right, well, we're going, we're going out together. And he's like, yes, because that is what we do, brother. And now they refer to each other as brothers. It's really sweet. Honestly, I'm not doing it justice by all this because the audiobook would be like 10 hours long. Yeah. But beautiful. I I mean, I'm I feel it. I'm feeling it because, you know, for like 10 minutes ago, they hated each other's guts. And now they're they're close. They're 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 bros. It's very similar to when like soldiers go off to war together. And they get just this inseparable bond between them because when you've been to hell and back with someone, that bond is a forever bond. It doesn't matter what happened, but you are Mm -hmm. tied together. Trauma bonding. Big trauma. Is this why people like war movies? Is this why they're into war movies? I, I don't understand. I don't like war movies myself. Well, like the, like the, the brothers in arm thing like is that like a it's like they're super into that trauma bonding type trope maybe that's not the word i'm looking for but i don't know, I don't know. that's my adhd thought ignore me <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that's book one if we have time for anything else i can give some stuff that i just like about the book series um we are actually at 44 minutes and 52 53 54 seconds so um but definitely if they have any closing thoughts like hit hit me with your closing thoughts um the land is a fantastic book series that currently has eight books out and uh it goes through a very large adventure you get to see our characters grow in many different ways and um there is some sex in the upcoming books but it doesn't really focus on the sex stuff there. It it's one of those things of like live, live vicariously through a character sort of thing. And just mm-hmm. it's it's a big fantasy thing. They they make jokes about stuff uh, like um, pop culture stuff. I think in one one of the books, he definitely says wubble up a dub dub. <laughs> <laughs> It's t- year 2035, but uh, he's making old school jokes about Rick and Morty <laughs> from the year 2020. <laughs> right. Um, and l- like I said, we explore many characters backstory. We even explore Richter's like on Earth life, his family dynamic a little bit. And it's not all revealed at once. It's definitely something you have to keep listening for and everything builds on itself. And. Uh, if you listen to a, the other podcasts that I'm on with Roma, it's definitely something that I strive for in Hearts Against of just building off of previously established stuff and just enjoying uh, having fun while doing it, but also ha- um, making a serious show. Mm-hmm. Hearts Against has... Even though it's like the thing we do as friends and it's it's our, it's our silly little podcast... Um, it definitely holds a large amount of real estate in my heart um, as a story being told, but also in the sense of like, this is our journey together that we've made. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like I, I constantly think about our, our story and 
the the characters in it and as much as it seems like we're abusing the fuck out of them in the story um it's i i love them so much i love you guys so much oh bitch we love you too that's why we got you on the show in the first place (laughs) i listened to season one and said bet let me in (laughs) let me in i didn't mean to to plug the h-a-b stuff you're absolutely allowed you're absolutely allowed to plug HAB. Uh, Jakey and, and Tony already also plugged HAB, so. Um, and so did Parker. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to. It was just something that uh, this book series definitely shaped HAB because I listened to this book series before the first episode was even recorded. Really? Yes. I, for some reason, in my mind, like, you listened... You know, I, I actually... Remind me of something before uh, the end of this episode. I wrote a note, but just in case. Um, but I was, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, you might have started listening to this like last year or the year before. I didn't realize this was something you've been listening to for like three plus years. <laughs> I think I've listened to, I started listening to this about four, maybe four and a half years ago. That's nuttier. That's absolutely nutty. I believe that's right. When did this first book come out? Uh, something I also forgot is that uh, uh, the the because we didn't record this during the time, uh, the author actually has started making a um, like a comic version of the book. So if you're interested in seeing how the characters look and seeing the beautiful art style there, you can look up the land comic book and see what you can find. I don't know much about that, but I definitely dropped a link in the land chat here. Listeners. Yeah, I'm I now that we've had our conversation, uh Lewis said you can open the link, look at it for two seconds, and then move it away. So now I'm scrolling through and this art is beautiful. They did a really good job with this. Um, the art is really good, the emotions are really good, the color schemes, the line work. And you know, this is also kind of how I envisioned the characters too. So you did a really good job of getting that across. Thank um, <clears throat> And yeah, if you yeah. want to see listeners, if you would be interested in the show just from the prologue, I will also drop the audible link in there and you can just listen to the sample, which is the prologue. Um, and then I'm going to see if they have this on graphic audio as well, because I think it'd be really cool if it was like a, 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 a what's the word to look for? Like a audio drama variety like i'm sure that i from what you're saying like the audible version of it is like wild but i'm wondering if they've got one with like the whole cast because that would be nutty cool beans is there anything else that you wanted to add in um no not that i can think of i'm gonna be back again i guarantee it on the (laughs) show even if i have to hijack uh, <laughs> lips in or whatever you're using. I I just envision it like me and a and a new guest. We're talking about something. You jump into the canoe. Like, sorry, I know you had a. I lost Lewis. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Where did you go? I don't know what the hell just happened. I thought it was Craig at first. I like literally was about to say I was making a joke and then I heard a badoop 
And I was like, oh, it was Craig. Craig's not dependable. Uh, Craig's still suffering from the beating that uh, Riley gave him back at the Moonshot <laughs> live stream. And then next thing I know, I'm like, wait, no, Craig's here. Where's Lois? I don't know what happened. <laughs> it, it, it just went silent and Discord was closed. I'm like, get back on. Get back on. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the joke I was making was that, like, you know, I'll, it'll be later on. I'm in the Discord. I'm recording with a new guest. And you'll just come in and be like, sorry, this is my episode now. And, like, throw them out of the the, the canoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Start talking to me about the land book, too. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wanted to talk about the series and not just book one, but that's just how my brain decided to follow it rather than trying to give you random points. You know, I'm about it. Like when when uh, Jakey came on, it was like a very broad conversation about the universe for the Cosmere and then like little bits and pieces about certain books and like qualities about them. Um but I do, I do very much enjoy the like. But this story is so cool, and this happened, and then this happened, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I'm, I loved it. I, I loved the natural progression that your brain had made. You have a good brain. I, I, I like your brain. I hate my brain so much. <laughs> I love you, friend. I love you um, too. Where can we find you on the internet, friend? <laughs> if you want to find me. You can find me on Twitter or most other places at Selbor Seal, S-E-L-B-O-R-S-I-U-L. It's just my name backwards with no spaces. I uh, I also do a podcast with Roma and two of the other get. Well, I guess two of the other guests, the guests so far <laughs> and uh, our editor also was on another episode. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, we use the interstitial rule set by Riley Hopkins, and it's real fun. And we're working real hard on making a story that everyone will enjoy. Mm -hmm. A good story. Um, wait, did you plug the the handle for it? The heart skins balance at heartcast twitter dot com. No. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna do it. Is it's hearts against balance? You find it at twitter dot com <laughs> forward slash heartscast. Um, or Google Hearts Against Balance, and I don't think anything else should come up because that would be wild. Um, give it a listen. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. Um, you can, you can. Wait, did you want to plug anything else? I don't do anything. You, you don't do it. Okay, well I do things. And you can find me on the internet at twitter.com forward slash I appreciate your butt where I will not shut the fuck up. And I am tweeting constantly. Um, you can also find updates and whatnots about this podcast at the hyperfix pod on the twitter.com um, where you will also find the link for this discord and you can jump in and do discord things with us and talk to us about your hyperfixations um, or get more information about previous hyperfixations in the little hyperfixation corner. And then hopefully I'll be doing live streams around this time. And uh, you can thank the moonshot network for taking a, this little podcast on and helping it become a cool little podcast. And you can find us on the Moonshot Network and many other interesting podcasts at Moonshot Pods on the Twitter.com or check out our live streams at Moonshot Network on Twitch.tv. Um, and thank you to Offuscate, that is O F U S K A T E, at Twitter and Instagram and SoundCloud for making our intro and outro music. 
um, absolutely amazing support small artists for your musical needs and give them give them give them a little give them a little listen i uh, give you so many things to listen to but this one's music and it good besides that i think that is that's it for my plugs um now it's time to come up with the episode title lewis no so i've been taking notes <laughs> and i think i have stuck myself on the first few notes that i've taken for this episode title. Um, I've noticed that my episode titles look like the song titles for fallout boy songs. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let me know what you think of this one. What's the word? What's the word for it? Uh, generic pro gamer sword art online, but with a disembodied voice narrator included. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a title. <laughs> or, <laughs> We can, uh, pro, rogue pro gamer finds forbidden artifact and becomes a noob. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. You like that one better than the first yeah. one? <laughs> so we did it say rogue pro gamer or pro gamer rogue? Uh, rogue pro gamer. That is the episode title. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hyper fixating with us. Let's see. Be safe. Don't die. Drink your water. Um, I love you. Mm. I think that's it. You got anything? Oh, seriously, drink the fucking water. Drink the fucking water. <laughs> Badoop. <laughs> Badoop. <laughs> Get out of here, Craig, you piece of shit. Get out of here. <laughs>significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is oh definitely the hunger games no no i mean like like uh twilight twilight that's it that's no not i'm talking about the percy jackson series by riordan uh i've not heard of those if i wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those what would you suggest well i would recommend unwise girls which you and i host this is a podcast where we reread analyze and frequently joke about the books of the riordan verse and we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s and we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cis-head, because Rick Ryden is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network.